Welcome to Following the Following. I'm Grant. And I'm Catherine. And this is the show in which we watch every single episode of the Kevin Bacon boat. Why can't I think of it? <laughs> vehicle. Engine vehicle. <laughs> Kevin guys, Bacon boat. Guys, I can't even, I'm not even going to do the um, intro as normal because this is it. This, this is, is what it. you have been waiting for. It's Woo! the S'mores episode! Um, if you recall, in the very first episode of the show, we both said, hey, what do we remember from the following? We have both watched all of the following many, many years ago as it aired, and now we are re-watching it. And the main thing I remembered from the following was a scene in which Joe Carroll cannot make a s'more, or at least is pretending to have to badly make s'mores. Yeah, it's, it's clearly pretending, which I, I'm a little disappointed with rather than he doesn't actually know, but... <laughs> Grant did not remember this scene. The more episodes in we were, the more I got worried that I had imagined it. But no, it's here, it's here, it's here. It's in this episode. This is the s'more episode. Yes. So it's episode 10... Which is officially titled Guilt, but s'mores. I think we're going to call it s'mores. the S'more episode. The s'more episode. Do you know how to make a s'more? Do you? We'll get into okay. it. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> starting with the recap. So, um, to begin with, a piece of information I think Catherine left out of oh, her burn. recap last time. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was too worried about Amanda and her going to jail <gasps> And Jacob and Paul, come on, come on. There's a lot Jacob going on. There was a lot going pillow. on. And this was just a little, a little tiny little beat, bit, beat, bit, beat, bat, beat, bat, beat, that, beat, that, beat, 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 of information. Well, it was Nick Donovan, apparently, who is the guy who's now in charge of the FBI, the Fed, the mission, doesn't like Ryan. Well, he, he says apparently. Ryan is a wild card. Yeah. And he, earlier on, he was hacked. We haven't seen Nick Donovan too much, except that he doesn't like Ryan Hardy, and he walked in very awkwardly and said, I've been hacked. Yes. And that's the whole reason Mike got sent home, and the whole reason Mike ended up in fight sport, and Mike ended up in hospital. Yes. So, apparently, he called the people that were in charge of Claire at some point, and that was intercepted by Roderick and the other cult following, so that means that they knew where she was. So, that is important. Because that'll come into play pretty quickly into this episode. So we begin. Jacob uh, awakens. He has been falling asleep. He's asleep. He has been falling asleep. He's been falling asleep. asleep. You okay, mate? No, I'm not. I'm, I, I don't know. <laughs> 2.30 a.m. 
too much, too much, uh, too much s'mores. The excitement is over. We haven't had a single s'more. We were going to celebrate by going and getting s'more cookies, but our local cookie shop, who this flight, this week, every week this cookie shop, this is champagne problems, you guys. I apologize. <laughs> we have a local bake shop that we like and supporting small business, and every week this um, bake shop has a cookie of the week. And this week, this week, it was s'mores, like it was meant to be. Grant went to get the s'more cookies in celebration of our s'more episode, and they had switched them over for Sunday. It was no longer s'more week. Too yep. late. So we begin. Jacob wakes up, and he has Paul, visions of Paul. He was like, we remember, I was like, oh, wait, is Paul somehow not alive? Is this a flashback? The show does this all the time. But we find out, no, it's a vision of Paul's ghost Paul, rousing him from bed, and then he also has visions he sees in the wall of blood, and he opens up the tub and sees that, well, it's Emma's body and Wells' dream. So he's been having dreams. He's been haunted now by um, the death of Paul, the fact that he had to kill Paul. So something will happen throughout this episode. And he's blaming Emma because yeah, Emma abandoned Emma. them. Yep. Um, we then cut to Kevin Bacon and the feds. Amanda is not talking, they say. Well, she actually is talking a lot. There's information such as she's a Pisces. Um, she's also a creationist who loves the notebook. Ooh. Which but she I also find to be hates Anne Hathaway. Yeah, doesn't and milk? <laughs> Something like that. There are a lot of really Very interesting specific, specific I am pieces gonna of reiterate what I said at the start, which is Pisces and Gemini are the most likely astrological signs to be serial killers. So yep. and they, they clearly Follow that. We find out Nick Donovan is not letting uh, Ryan interrogate her, which, I mean, is not super surprising. But He's that's, not an FBI yeah, agent. Is not, he gets really upset about that. He's a wild card. We then cut to Joe's inspiration room. We see that there's a bunch of uh, two constitutional extremists that are working with Roderick. And well, they're referred to as militiamen, and then they say, we prefer constitutional, constitutional extremists. extremists. Yes. And Joe wants Roderick to help them out there. They're going to go abduct Claire from the secret location. Roderick's like, I need to work. And because uh, he has a job, he's the sheriff. And Joe's like, no, do this instead. And so there's, so we begin to see some tensions between Joe and Roderick. Then see Jacob coming downstairs. Joey and Emma are also sort of running into him. Wandering Joey, the mansion. Yeah. Joey's really excited to see Jacob. And we also then see Emma and Jacob are not cool. And Jacob won't talk to her, doesn't want to talk to her. Again, going back to he's blaming her for Paul's death. We then see Claire in the hotel. The hotel is the secret location. She's in protective custody in a hotel, apparently. Um, so Ryan is supposed to be showing up. He's supposed to come get her. They know that it's been compromised. And he arrives. Ryan and Claire hug. Claire goes, why was I not allowed to watch TV? And then says the line like, that madman has my son about um, Joe. She's really upset. And then we start seeing the militia bros coming into the hotel. And so is Roderick. So he has ended up kind of observing them or working with them. Marshals, the U.S. Marshals who have Claire are casing the halls. They know something's up. But then we see the... Uh, they're good at their jobs. Yeah. But they're not good Enough. Yeah, then we see the militia bros and Roderick put on masks and have semi-automatic guns. And basically they go and kind of start shooting everybody. They shoot some of the 
federal marshals. They shoot the security cams. It's more nuanced than that. I think several times I said, this is a well-done scene. Oh, this yeah. This is creating good tension. No, it was done, but I mean, I think I'm correct. They basically start shooting people. <laughs> Go watch it. So they, um, so Ryan and Claire leave out, leave, try to escape through a back door, basically just like the, the patio of this hotel door, which I kind of am like, this was not a very secure location in any way. Well, you need a, you need a way to get out. I thought they were on like the third floor and had no way to get out. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, I guess that's smart. Yeah. So one of the militia bros grabs Claire and looks like he's about to shoot her. And then Ryan goes, you're not going to kill her and shoots him. But well, he... no, no, no. Ryan goes, you're not going to kill her, which of course they're not because yeah. that's all Joe wants in the world. Mm-hmm. And in that moment of uncertainty, Claire elbows him hard. Oh, yeah. And then Claire does it. And then Bacon and shoots then him. And then Bacon shoots yeah. him. So let's give Claire her Yes, for her sure. Due. Yes. So then they get into an SUV. Claire and Ryan get an SUV. Um, and the militia guy starts shooting at them. He has not been killed because he had a bulletproof vest on. Because he's prepared. Yeah. They were good at what they did. Yeah. Neither of them died. Both militiamen Correct. came out of this alive. Mm-hmm. At that point. Yeah. I'm saying they and, were prepared. Uh, and they shot at the tires. You often watch this show... And you scream, shoot the tires! Yeah, not just shoot in the air. <laughs> and they actually did shoot out the tires. Even though, well, not at that point, because the, the air later was because they No, they, they had to pull it. over and switch cars. That was, I think, like getting rid of GPS tracking from... That's what happens, like they pull over, oh. and then he pulls out like GPS tracking on the car because oh, that's a federal okay. car. So he gets rid of basically the the FBI tracking, he gets rid of his SIM card, he basically becomes untrackable... And then, like, you again see the, the FBI agents go, where did they go? And they start trying to track the militia people. They have some surveillance footage and try to identify them. We then see Ryan show up somewhere in Pennsylvania. He says, I'm looking for a guy named Tyson. And we find out this is, might be some sort of safe house. It's a friend of his who was another former FBI agent. He's in witness protection. We get a flashback of Tyson reading proofs of Ryan Hardy's book. Sorry to interrupt. I do really like the way this scene is poorly constructed in which they go into Tyson's house, they cut to a photo of Ryan and Tyson, both in FBI jackets. Claire picks up this very expositional photo and says, so how do you guys know each other? (laughs) It's like you're holding a photo where they're both in the FBI together. together. I think you know, Claire. (laughs) It's pretty obvious. Um, but in the flashback, we see like Tyson going through and saying that Ryan shouldn't publish this book about Joe It makes Joe it Carroll. almost as if someone has to say abracadabra for a flashback to yeah. be unlocked. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, how did you like, know each other? Because it, it's not saying how they met. Mm-hmm. It's just here's a moment here's from a their past. Yeah. So how do you know each other? Flashback. Like yeah. We have to somehow have a cut yeah. to. Kaboom. Yeah. But anyway, he's saying that uh, Ryan shouldn't publish this book. It will define him forever. He'll be the Joe Carroll guy, which I think is like, I mean, ironically ends up being like the stuff later on. It's like, he is absolutely correct. And probably the series wouldn't exist if if he didn't write the book. Um, So then we have, we go to the killer dorm. I mean, this series is the sequel to that book. It's been established. Listen to our opening theme. It's in it. Dear Joe, I liked your, dear Ryan, I liked your book. Couldn't do a sequel. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, great. Yeah. 
Um, so we're at the killer dorm. Um, we see Joey and Jacob. They're going to meet Joe. Joey does not like Joe. He doesn't like his father. Um, <laughs> and then Joe starts like, so Joey runs off because he does not like his father. And Joe starts talking to Jacob that he wants him and Emma to reunite. We see Ghost Paul again and saying stuff like, oh, Emma was so selfish. Um, we start seeing things about back at the FBI. They found out who the militia bros are. I don't think we need their names. They're really not that significant. One of them looks like Keanu Reed's third co- cousin. But yeah. we don't need their names. <laughs> The thing that was interesting in this scene, more than anything, was they find a bunch of emails and they're like, there appears to be encryption in it, but we can't figure it out. But there's this repeated code in it. And so they think that it might be like some encrypted URLs, but it might also be a password. Um, And then they start also talking that Ryan and Claire have just vanished. They don't know where they are. We then go back to the uh, killer dorm. And we see, insanely, one of probably my favorite moments of this show. Oh, this was so... There were so many good moments, and this was up there. Emma is stroking (laughs) a drawing of Joe that is obviously not clear if she drew it or somebody else drew it, and she's just going, oh, Joe. I think it's supposed to be like she's mid-sketch. Yeah. But this was so clearly a photo of that actor put through... An early aughts filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a Photoshop filter for drawing. It's, nobody drew that. Yeah. There's no gestural line. No. There's no <laughs> sketch mark. No. This yeah. is just, it's really strange. It's and so the, bad. The, and it's a terrible pose. He's like smiling. It looks like a Facebook photo <laughs> that she has put through a sketch app. Yeah. I love it. Oh, and, and I think the thing is like, yeah, I bet, I bet you're right that she is supposed to have been the person that drew it. But there's no real indication. She's you just sort of like... You should screenshot it and include it in the show notes. I'll, I'll see if I can do that. Okay, I'm not so sure good. I can. It was so bad. <laughs> um, so Jacob shows up following Joe's advice to talk, but he is pretty upset and angry, and Emma just starts kind of profusely apologizing. There really isn't much to the scene other than getting that sort of dynamic. The just fact like cursing, I didn't have a choice, yeah. right? I had to save Joey... I just had to move forward. I had to I had to be safe. That was crazy. I agree with Emma. Yeah. That she had to save her life. She had to save Joey's life. And how many following members' phones have been hacked? Yeah. How many following members have been caught and then the FBI are like, we're going to make you call someone else so we can track them? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, Emma makes a good point. That yeah. To be safe, to keep everyone in that house safe... To keep Joey safe, she had to cut ties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's not the, personal. The, the number one priority was Joey. And so I think that's Jacob's probably, taking it way too personally. Yeah. I mean, it is like, it, it's. I think there was something you said a while ago that was like, if you're going to be in a like a murder cult, you should expect certain things. Yes. And, and that's one of those but ones. But of course, like, Jacob couldn't. Why? Yeah. It just brings us back to my main question. Why is Jacob in this murder cult? Yes. Yeah. If you're going to be in a murder cult, maybe also you like murder. And Jacob doesn't. Yeah. So Jacob's just, Jacob just signed up for the wrong club on club day, dude. <laughs> he needs to find a new hobby. So we head back to um, Claire talking with Tyson. Bacon's not there, but really this again is an excuse for a flashback in which it's about like somebody named Molly. Um, who her, Molly, Kevin Bacon, Tyson are all going shots, 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 shots. 
they're all drinking and they're having a good time. And this is sort of, again, is talking about this idea of like, who are the serious people in Kevin Bacon's past? Um, he thinks he has a death curse, which is anybody he cares about is going to die. It's like when he was having the weirdest pillow talk ever a couple of episodes ago with Claire. You're like, my mom's dead. My dad's dead. My brother, don't you say 9-11. Yeah. Dead yeah. 9-11. Yes. Um, I pointed this scene out. Because it's very weird at this moment that they have created, out of thin air, a new girlfriend character yeah, yeah. that they are fully realizing in flashbacks. This ticked me off to yeah. something as a foot. This yeah. Molly. This mm-hmm. Molly Wally yep. cuddle. So back to the present, Claire has found something on her sweater. It's a tracker from Joe's Militia Bros. And I like how she's like, oh, guys. She holds up what is very clearly a tracker and is like, oh, is this something? Yeah, Claire. Yeah, tell us about... You should have told them about this sooner. (laughs) So then um, we find out, oh, no, they're going to be after us. They know where we are. She's been tracked. We've been tracked. Tyson has a shotgun, but he's short on ammo. Um, We then see Joey and Emma in the kitchen. Joey has a bologna sandwich. He hates it. I love a bologna. Do you like bologna sandwiches? I love bologna sandwiches. I really like bologna sandwiches. This made me crave a bologna sandwich. Yeah, More than it made me crave a s'more almost. Oh, yeah. But that's when Joe comes in and we realize yes. oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Scene. He comes in, he opens the cupboard and takes out a bag of marshmallows. My hands start clapping. He grabs the graham crackers. I scream. Then come the chocolate bars. I go, I didn't imagine it. <laughs> so so Joe starts awkwardly putting together <laughs> a s'more. Breaks, like all wrong. He like knocks the graham crackers over. He shoves two whole marshmallows in his face. Then he breaks the chocolate apart like a maniac, balances the marshmallows on top of the chocolate, goes, Is this it? Is this it? <laughs> and Joey goes He says, You're doing it wrong. And then Joe You have says, to warm the marshmallows. Yeah. Joe says, I'm dying for a s'more. It's my favorite food. You're but, going to have to show me. But he does also say his excuse for not knowing how to make a s'more is, oh, it's been so long since I've yeah, had a s'more. Yeah. But it is I his think, favorite food. I think a better <laughs> excuse is that he is British, and s'mores are very American. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's probably probably absolutely true. Have you ever seen someone from the UK make a pancake? No. What they call a pancake? It's a crepe. It's a crepe. Oh, okay. There are differences. I think that's a better excuse than it's been so long since I've had a s'more, I don't know how to make them, or that there were marshmallows. So then, then it is like, yeah, he and Joey start making a s'more because Joey's oh, like, it's also other, my favorite. The other food. way he messes up on how to make a s'more. Oh, the only thing I know is like he starts crumbling the graham crackers. Yes, he takes said. the graham cracker and crumbles them yeah. over it. Is, yeah. this, is this how you do it? You don't crumble them, says his surly son. <laughs> And so he's like, they're my favorite food. And his son is like, oh. It's also my favorite food. Very seriously. His mm-hmm. son gets really serious. He goes, gulp. They're my favorite food too. Yep. Now, do you think that's just an acting choice on the child actor's part? Or do you think he's like bringing a lot of backstory? Like, <laughs> I know my dad's a murderer. And we have this, this fear, right, of genetics and murder. Do you think in that moment he goes, well, we share the same favorite food. What else do we share? No, no. I'm reading I think too into that I think that would, be, that would be way too much direction. Okay. I also think maybe you're also thinking a little too much of Riverdale. 
going on here. I mean, the kid is a redhead. <laughs> so that's the end of the s'more scene. A gone too soon s'more scene. Gone too soon. I feel like you did not give that its due, but fine. I was I was wondering if you wanted to recount it because it is okay. your favorite scene. Okay, well, I, I'm very excited it wasn't... What a thing to make up. To falsely Yeah, imagine. it would be very weird Someone if that was a false memory. Someone making s'mores wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, as in like the writers of the show to have no, that as like... No, for me. Oh, yes. It's like if I just... Ha- I've created this false memory of this murder <laughs> show in which my most... Significant memory significant is... Significant memory of it is false s'mores. <laughs> a false yes. s'more flag. Okay. So we're back at Tyson's house. Um, we see like Kevin Bacon and Claire talking about like the past and love and they say they love each other and then they start making out. All while, let's remember, they found the tracker. The bad guys know where Claire is. They're putting his friend Tyson in danger, right? Mm -hmm. Tyson's off the grid. He's been living fine. Grant, why did they just stay there? Why don't they leave? I, I have no idea. I thought it was a setup for some really fun Home Alone style shenanigans, which it was not. No, no, it actually was a. I massive thought they were gonna down. prepare traps, yeah. booby traps, pranks, all to help capture the bad guys when they got there. Yeah, none of that. No, nope. none of it happened. They were not prepared. They didn't do anything but kios. Yeah. That's when we see Roderick and the Militia Bros are looking at the tracker. They're going, all right, where is it going? It looks like she's in the back of the house. One of the bros goes there. Oh, it's actually, no, we're going to, like, Tyson then shoots him with a shotgun and kills him. And so that's the one. We have one. But that's Claire was it. still in the house. Yeah, Claire was still in the house. I thought they were going to, like... They could take the tracker and put it anywhere. Yeah. And they would go to the tracker. Yeah. And they could have a booby trap waiting. And, this and, could have been so much more. And that also is like, like, so Kevin Bacon heads back in the house. They don't know where the other two are. They don't even, I think, know how many there are. And, like, Claire's walking around and creaks yeah, the Claire's f- just floor being an and idiot. starts, like, like, yeah, Kevin Bacon turns around almost shoots her. Stay and in your room, Claire. There's other noises. Tyson goes out back. You hear a bunch of shotgun shots, but he ends up, he has actually been shot. Um, there's a whole bunch of noise. And, it's sad. Tyson yeah. is living his life, but the minute you see Tyson, this good guy, you just know he's yeah. there to get a paycheck and die. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. We're like, not seeing this actor in another episode. Although he doesn't die. Yeah, he does not die at the end. So Interesting choice that they he have might, him in the hospital. In yeah. yeah. Um, so, cause there's more noise and Tyson's been shot, Ryan gives Claire a gun, but then we see Claire run out to the car and is like, take me to my son. Take me, take me. And then as she drives away, you see her mouth, I love you, to Kevin Bacon as, as they all drive away. Kevin Bacon, like, runs over to his SUV, is gonna follow, but his tires have been slashed. So, that's the end of that. Because the militiamen came prepared. Yep. Yep. They did their Home Alone-esque work beforehand. Yeah. Yep. So then we then see uh, Emma and Jacob again. Jacob's still upset. He's staring into space moodily. Emma starts caressing him. They take off their clothes and they start having some sexy times. Okay, 14-year-old. <laughs> they make love. <laughs> nope. We then see, uh, going back to the FBI agents, it was an encrypted password that they pointed out earlier. my goodness. And we see (laughs) a flash video, it appears, in which a picture of Edgar Allan Poe morphs into Joe, 
And then some other creepy images. There's a video of a crow with him saying, like, the the raven poem. Tokyo just reading Edgar Allan Poe poetry. Oh, it's so bonkers. Oh, it's great. And then they find, like, they see it's, like, it's a bunch of images, but there's a blank spot, and it appears to be a link, and they're like, oh, this is a hidden portal in this video. Which is, like, it just appears to be a link that is not marked. Um, but then they click on it and it's some guy in a Poe mask that is like, it is a video and they're like, is this live? No, this appears to be a, a video. Some dude in a Edgar Allan Poe mask, like the ones that we saw very early on in the show, sits down and starts saying, it's like, oh, you're a really special person. Please enter your name and email and we'll get back to you. It's just like a very, um, very spiffy Mail server, listserv. Oh, it's so. It's Mailchimp. Yeah, yeah. They, they use Mailchimp. Please sign to up get for there. our. Please sign up for our mailing list, <laughs> and we will send you information in the near future. Unsubscribe. Ten <laughs> percent off your first order. <laughs> um, we then go back to Emma and Jacob's sexy times, and Jacob gets freaked out because Ghost Paul is looking on angrily. <laughs> I wonder. I think. Oh, I think it is picking that up. Well. Oh no, it's Ghost Paul. Ghost He's looking Paul. on angrily. Jacob runs away into the bathroom and Ghost Paul says, Why are you doing this? Ghost Paul wants to kill Emma. He is blaming her for his death. <laughs> Sorry. Ghost Paul. I really enjoy Ghost Paul as a oh, character. Oh yeah, I do too. I really enjoy Ghost Paul as a character. So Ghost Paul wants um, Jacob to kill Emma. And instead, Jacob starts stabbing Ghost Paul and starts being like, I don't get what this is supposed to symbolize other than more sex and death. Yeah, and uh, Jacob gets all bloody. He then comes out and says, Jacob tells Emma, he killed Paul and I've killed now. I've killed now. I killed my best friend because of you. And then he threatens Emma again. He's like pretty upset. The scene is like, it's so ridiculous. I've killed now. Yeah. I kill my best friend. And she does what I think any normal person would do, which is like, oh, Jacob. Like, that's mm-hmm. really yeah. hard. And then she hugs him and is there, there. And then, then he, he just squeezes her. her. Yeah, he's, he's very angry. This show hates women. Yeah. And then he walks into a closet, is what it appears. <laughs> oh, is that? I mean, it's just. <laughs> Going back in the closet. It's clearly, it's clearly just bad production where the set or wherever they are didn't have a door to leave. Yeah. And he just opens a closet door and exits. Into the closet because he's just supposed to leave and he leaves the wrong way. But I do wonder if it is a heavy-handed metaphor maybe. for he's going back in the closet. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, we then see a hospital. Tyson's not dead. Kevin Bacon gets a call. It's Joe, and they start like talking about sort of the same same crap as normal. Boring, um, boring. Then, when they have their calls. Yeah, and then like Bacon says, "I'm done, Joe. I quit." More babbling, boring, 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 and then says, "You go to hell," and hangs up. Um, but. But, oh, then we have a oh, flashback. Just when he thought he was out. Yeah, we have a flashback. It's Bacon, Tyson, and Molly again. Kevin Bacon says something along the lines of, like, we all die alone, getting all Heideggerian about things. And then... It's at this point I, I turned to you, Grant. Yeah, I said, this is when you said... It seems like a lot of work to bring in a whole fully formed character... Of a girlfriend yeah. with a name. Who doesn't die that episode. Just for <laughs> just for flashbacks. Yeah. Yes. She either 
is going to be brought back to be killed or she is a following member. And then we cut to the future. It's back to the murder house and, or I guess we should say the, the killer dorm. And she's alive and she's in the following. Molly comes in. She gives Ho, uh, Ho, <laughs> she gives Joe <laughs> a big hug. I got hug and Joe. <laughs> I mean, he's sleeping with Emma while he's trying to get his ex-wife He's back. a big Ho. But anyway, it, and that's was, the end of the episode. it was a wonderful surprise. Yeah. Again, I need to stop patting myself on the back for being like, I called it. We've watched this whole show before. Yeah. I mean, I think if anything, you have retained more of the show in your unconscious than I have. Because so, I don't remember almost any Kevin of this. Kevin Bacon, Ryan Hardy's ex-girlfriend, Molly, is a following member. Yeah. So that's a, that's a really good cliffhanger. Yeah. I'm excited to watch the next one. Yeah, and we, we, like, we expect Claire to show up because they finally got her. But no, it's Molly. Well, Molly so. looks a lot like Claire. Yeah. So I think it was a very effective trick that he's on the phone. He's like, well, guess what I have? And you think Claire's going to come in. And they look so similar, and it's a very dark room. That Molly walks in with a huge grin on her face, and for half a second you think Claire is very happy to be there, and then you realize it's Molly. Yep. It was cool. It was effective. Mm -hmm. Let's get into it. Let's do cult leader or bottom feeder. So are you going to go first? You, I mean, you, I went, you first went first last time because we were kind of reversing things, I guess. All right. My cult leader. So this, I actually had a hard time figuring out my cult leader this episode. There weren't a lot no, of... No. Yeah. I, I kind of felt like everybody was a bit doofy. At one point, I, I thought like... Tyson? Yeah, I was thinking Tyson a little bit, but then he I said, no. He was a non-character. He was there just yeah, to be killed. Yeah, he was there to die. Sacrificial yeah. lamb. And uh, so what I ended up choosing was Ghost Paul. <gasps> I love and it. I mean, I don't really have a reason other than the fact that I enjoyed how the show brought Paul back in this way. I mean, if anything, it actually was sort of like a representation of Jacob's own toxic psyche at this point. Ghost Paul. Ghost Paul. Um, so that's that's what I choose. I don't really have a reason for it. I just no. kind of like that he was there. <laughs> I think that's. I think especially if there was a lot of like. Movement happening, fine, fine. Yeah. I actually did put Ghost Paul question mark yeah. for my cult leader. But ultimately, I'm going with the constitutional extremist. I don't like choosing them. Yeah. Especially I, I, in this current climate. Yeah, yeah but, that's that's kind of, I like. But, I didn't even have them on my radar because of that. But I like their backstory. Mm -hmm. They weren't brothers, but oh, they yeah, were like brothers. That. They were brought up in the foster care system. They both suffered abuse. They had a hard life. Yeah. Very easy to see how they would become. Well, that was, yeah, I didn't even put that in my recap, right? It was yeah. they, they, they became militia constitutional extremists because they were foster children and they were raised in a foster home that was basically a front for a militia. A militia. Um, so I'm going to say, I feel like I know these characters. <laughs> I grew up around these characters um, in the small town in which I grew up. There were militias. Yeah. There were these characters. And I do not agree, agree with their politics, but I'm going to say that they can do a lot with a little. They can be very effective on a shoestring budget. Um, they are. They get the job done. I don't like the job they're doing most of the time. 
But I'm sorry, when you said that though, it just made me think of Hamilton again. Uh, hey, <laughs> immigrants like the, the total opposition immigrants, of Immigrants they get the job done, but they're not the only people that get jobs done because <laughs> there are other jobs that are not so good that do get done. The world would be a better place if Ugh. only good people were doing their jobs, but that's not the case. Um so basically all I want to say here is that when you were describing the hotel scene, it was exciting because the U.S. Marshals were on it. They had all these weapons. They had, like, little special U.S. Marshal door stoppers. And it was very exciting to think. They had so many cameras. It was like, how? We knew the following was going to get Claire. But it was like, mm-hmm. how are they going to do it? And they did it without dying. Yeah. And I was very... well. They got out of the hotel without dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one guy eventually dies. And they put a tracker on her. Yeah. That was smart, right? They yeah. didn't get her there, but they put a tracker on her in a quick tussle. They wore jackets so they didn't get killed. They shot at the tires. Before they went in at Tyson's, they slashed the tires. Mm-hmm. They were prepared, and they 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 got Claire. We yeah. have been trying for 10 episodes to get Claire. Yeah. Many people have died trying to get Claire. They did it. They got the job done. Even though, admittedly, Claire was, like, part of the reason was her just being like, take me to my son. They, I'm going to say they did it. Take me to my son. I'm going to say they did it. Okay. Okay, who's your bottom feeder? All right, so on a similar note, I initially started thinking of Claire because the take me to my son thing is sort of like the inverse of the Ryan Hardy and annoys me. Not inverse, the same. It's the same, yeah. The, the, the complimentary the pair. The complimentary pair, exactly. I, I kind of thought Matched Joey. set. Joey, because, Joey talked about it, make us more. Yeah, but it was because he couldn't see that how stupid would it be for somebody to not know how to make us more in that way. But I felt that was forgivable. The one I, I ended up choosing, though, is Jacob. I chose Jacob as my bottom feeder. And that's because of the fact that this sort of was like, as we kind of said, you have joined a murder cult. Yeah, fair, fair. What do you expect? What do you expect? Why are you here, Jacob? Yeah, why are you here? And it's like, and I think the other thing is like, the last episode, we felt really bad for him because of like, he, he what he had to go through. He doesn't even and like, this is... everyone else is literally willing to die for Joe. Mm-hmm. It's an honor to be killed by Joe, right? Like that's, Charlie, the, that's the way that it's Charlie framed, was, yes. No, but... Charlie was like, it's my greatest honor yeah. to for you to kill me. Joe. Oh yeah, for all the all the other followers. And then Joe was like, Joe, we will hey, die Jacob. for you, Joe. Hey Jacob, could you just like lay off Emma a little? Yeah. And he can't do it. So he doesn't have the commitment to Joe. Yeah. He doesn't like murder. Mm-hmm. Why are you here, Jacob? And then and then I think you're you're absolutely right, is the fact is like this show hates women. I think that it yeah. was. Like part of his threat at the end. Like there there's a there's a level of like, the fact that he was completely blaming her for the fact that he ended up killing Paul. Like, that is not very... Like not, like, the very, people who shot Paul. Yeah, not not yeah. any range of Not things. his mom, his not dad, even his who own agency, which he has to be partially... He could have taken Paul to the yeah. hospital. He could have gone to jail and left Paul in mm-hmm. the hospital to save Paul's life. Yeah, there's any range of things yes. that we could have said. The other reason I hated this scene... And why I hate this show now, because it hates women so clearly, is because the women followers, right? They are very, they get good work done, they're creative, they use cool weapons like harpoons. 
And at the end of the day, though, how many times have we seen a following male member just overpower a female member just because they can? Yeah. Not just to be like, haha, kidding. And usually in some stupid way. Some stupid sexual way, just to be like, I can overpower you. And I really hate that. Yeah. At the end of the day, that all the women in the murder cult do have to be afraid mm-hmm. of being overpowered by the men in the murder cult. Yeah. When it's the fact, I think, like, yeah, we said this last time, pretty much uniformly the women, female members of the cult are much more interesting. It becomes this really damning binary of the women are sneaky and the women use their sexuality. Or but the are men crazy. are strong. Or they're crazy, but the men are strong, so in the end, it's mm-hmm. okay. I really, I really hate that. And that, that scene at the end made it come more to the fore. Yeah. So I don't want to yeah, talk about that's it mine. anymore. Jacob, Jacob's my boss. Yeah, I really think that's fair. And I, w- I would agree, especially if we're going to make that an, more indicative for the whole scene and what that means. I chose for my bottom feeders, Ryan and Claire <laughs> as that pair, that mm-hmm. matched set you're talking about that we realized Ryan is always like, Please kill me. Kill me. Kill, kill me. me. Kill me. Please kill so me. So if Ryan is always like, kill me, kill me, which I was uh, shocked. Is, kill me. Kill me. I was shocked. I, I'm Ryan Hardy. Please kill me. In this episode. He did not say that once. <laughs> I, I just was waiting for it. So if he says that, Claire is always, take me, take me, right? She lost her FBI tail so that she could be taken by Charles and now she's like, take me, take me, just take me. The whole time Ryan Hardy's saying, kill me, she's t- saying, take me, the, and the, I'm over it. And, and I mean, the events of some of the previous episode, the fact that they had to black out the media is because they knew yeah, she that she would have sacrifice herself, herself over. Yeah, They're a perfect pair, those yeah. two. Yep. It's why I cheated and had two this week. But they're a perfect pair. I I don't disagree. I don't disagree, especially since you've chosen them for the same reason, ultimately. Yeah. So what was your craziest moment of the show? It's the craziest moment of the show! No! No! All right. So my craziest moment of the show, there are a couple I thought that were decent. I don't think they were as as chock full of crazy moments like the previous episode. (gasps) I thought this was more chock full. Uh, I did not. But I chose... The website. I love the website. When it when it like started airing, when it started showing it, I just cracked up. It was amazing. It was great. I loved it, and I loved how generic and stupid it was. And I also think that this gets to not only education is a sort of moral panic, but yeah, the internet. Which, I mean, they've said that before, too. I just loved it. I love the fact that it was like a stupid Flash animation thing. I liked it. What? I mean, we've been waiting for this moment. No, I know. The s'more, I don't think, is a crazy moment. Okay, fine. (laughs) I think this episode was a really good episode. Mm -hmm. It had a lot of crazy moments. I think the encrypted website was way up there. Yeah. That was crazy. I love a good dated web reference. Yes. Emma. Especially, I mean, I guess it is also, with that one, it's like, I can't. The the absurdity of, like, having Edgar Allan Poe morph into Joe Carroll while he reads The Raven, and there's a video of a crow going, meh, meh, and there's, like, stupid glitch imagery. It's really dumb. So, Jacob killing Paul in the bathroom was wild. Mm-hmm. Um, Emma drawing Joe. Yeah, that was a great moment. It was great. 
Molly being a following member. Also great. Great. But of course, of course I'm going for the s'more. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I also am, I think the soup had that on. They might have, yeah. It's so good. Do you crumble them up over top? Just uh, give an Emmy. Give an Emmy to... Joe Carroll actor. Joe Carroll actor. (laughs) James Purefoy. James Purefoy deserves an Emmy for that scene. How do you act? I don't know how to make s'more. Um, (laughs) Oh, the levels. It's like he clearly knows how to make a s'more, but he has to pretend that he doesn't so his child can be fooled into loving him again. Yeah. You're a murderer. You have to not be intimidating. How would you do it? How would you, if, if you were an actor and you had to pretend to make a s'more badly? I don't even know. Pratt Falls? I feel like you'd go you'd go for Pratt Falls. Like you would it's not that you would not know how to make a s'more, you'd just fall down a lot. I'd stab myself you'd with be a very knife. Charlie or something. Chaplin-y. <laughs> that would scare the child even more. <laughs> Please oh, help not. me. Please help me. I'm bleeding. I don't know how to make a s'more. And there's blood everywhere. That's that's how you would gain a child's trust. Yeah, you're not good with kids. I'm bad with kids, and <laughs> I'm not a good actor. These are things that I don't know how to do and wouldn't be able to simulate. Okay, well, in that spirit, it's time for games. Games! All right, Catherine has a game this time. What do we got? We have the s'more game. <laughs> it's not a game... It's just trivia about s'mores. I don't even know. Like, I know you said something like this has 14 questions. I don't even know how you could have 14 <laughs> questions about s'mores. So Watch me. Watch me. We have 14 questions about s'mores. All but one are multiple choice. Okay. Let's, let's do it. Let's get it started. I'm just now realizing, though, that I forgot to put the answer to the one... That is not multiple choice. Okay. And I may have forgotten it. Well, hopefully we'll see. Um, so while you're like trying to guess, I might look that up really quick. So okay. anyway, there are seven questions. And you, oh, there's only seven? I mean, 14 questions. You have okay. to get seven right. Okay. Sorry. Are you ready? Yes. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> Had my sound on. Okay. So, the first question. What is the first known recorded version of a s'more? Okay. As we know it today. Widely accepted. Food historians would, would agree. Would say, yeah, yeah. We're going to look at diff- different versions, but the multiple choice helps you out here. Mm-hmm. One. In 1927, within... An official Girl Scout publication for a recipe called Some Moors. Two words. Some Moors. Okay. 1927. Two. 1837. When Sylvester Graham created them because people weren't buying enough of his new product, Graham Crackers, which were created as a cure for carnal appetites. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that's not it. Because so of in that. 1837, Sylvester Graham created the Graham Cracker to help cure carnal appetites. They didn't do very well, so he published a recipe for s'mores that included the Graham Cracker to help sell the Graham Cracker. Or three, 
at the 1904 World's Fair in St. Louis. Like the ice cream cone, this food is credited as coming from the 1904 World's Fair. One of the exhibitions there involved the joys of camping, and to create an air of excitement, they needed a participatory food element. Hmm. Thus, hmm. s'mores. Very difficult question. The only one, like... I love making up the fake ones. Yeah. I like these. The, the, the Sylvester Graham one, I mean, I guess you would have had to... Like, because, yeah. Like, I know he did create those as sort of like a like health thing. And that was sort of like in line with things like, like cornflakes as well, right? <sighs> this one's a total... Like, I don't think that's the one. I don't think that's the one because of the fact, even though I also am going, like, I imagine at that point in time it's entirely possible that people thought chocolate also was, had health benefits. Marshmallows, not so much. Um, and I imagine also marshmallows, I don't know when marshmallows, but it's like, I guess that would be later. I'm going to say the Girl Scout one. 1927. Yeah, 1927. Some mores. Yeah, even though I know lots of things, not just ice cream came from the St. Louis World's Fair, like a ton of things came from that. What else came from the World's Fair? I don't know. Not off the, but yeah. Iced tea? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's from there. It's it's very significant historically. So I'm going to guess the Girl Scout one, though. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. But I gave you a run for your money. Yeah, I made up some good fakers. That was hard. Made up some good fakers there. Um, okay, but you can't see my screen, right? I cannot see your screen. Also, I'm getting comfy. Sorry, listeners. Okay. According to Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, when was the first known recorded use of the shortened term s'more? So given your first answer, mm-hmm. we know s'mores first appeared as some mores. In 1927. 1927. I'm glad I'm taking notes for this. But what year were they first recorded as s'mores? Okay. Which now we all know is an abbreviation of some mores. S'mores. This is according to Merriam Webster's dictionary. Mm-hmm. One, 1954. Two, 1974. Or three, 1994. There's, it would have to be. <laughs> you just, you just reared your head wildly at I'm the like, 1994. I'm like, well, that's one of those ones where it's like clearly not, but it's so like off that it seems like it could be. I'm going to guess 54 because that does seem like something that would be like in, in the parent trap or something like that. I <laughs> like that as a cultural touchstone. Yeah. And that's, it. that's like before, I don't, like that's in the sixties, isn't it? Yeah. So you like feel, it seems it seems very I like that logic. You, mid-century. You feel like it would be an expression in the parent trap which came out around a decade or so later. Yeah. It would be in the vernacular. Yeah. You don't think they would say s'mores in that movie? No. No. I think I think s'mores sounds very 1950s, early 60s. Wrong. Okay. So when was it? It better not be 94. No, it was 1974. Okay. That still seems like, I mean, I guess that is. Are like you Miriam keeping Webster's, track of what you got yeah, right? Yeah, I am. Thank you, because I'm not. So you have one right. Yeah. Okay. Even before being called a some more, so we know the evolution was 1927, some more, then s'more. So even before being called a some more, the s'more was known as according to food historians. We can actually trace it back before 1927. Okay. Though it wasn't quite the same. Yeah. It was called what? 
And I put four answers here because I had too much fun making up fake ones. I apologize. Man, it's like your, your quizzes are so difficult. No. This, they're so hard. But I have fun. <laughs> okay, what? A Choco Mallow Witch. All, all dashes. Choco Mallow Witch. Two. Marshmallow more, please. Exclamation point. Three. A graham cracker sandwich. Four. Marshmallow toast. And this is before 1927. Mm-hmm. Say them again. Choco Mallow Witch. I don't think that would be it. Marshmallow more, please. I don't think that would be it. Graham cracker sandwich. That is boring, but it's possible. Marshmallow toast. That also doesn't seem... I may guess graham cracker sandwich. Ding, ding, ding. Although marshmallow toast was also correct. Okay. Graham cracker sandwich. Um, one's left on the cutting room for, floor. Goo, goo, gooey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What city in the U.S. eats the most s'mores? According <laughs> to five different websites right, on s'more right. trivia I found. Right. I don't know how they find yeah. it. I don't know their source. But this was, I found it. Cedar I found, Rapids, I <laughs> Cedar Rapids. Cedar Rapids. You said that fast. No, Why? I just I was thinking of like, all right, what's the state that is in the what's the city that's in the Midwest? because um, it seems very Midwest that would be but I also kinda that so It'd that was very just funny came up. if you just guessed it somehow. Yeah. I would think you were cheating. I don't think it is Cedar Rapids. Um so again, I would say half a dozen s'more trivia sites verified this, but none of them showed me their sources. Okay. What city in the US eats the most s'mores? Flagstaff, Arizona. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Chicago, Illinois. So it's of those three? I mean, the thing with Chicago, the population of Chicago is so much larger than the other two. Flagstaff is even though it's in Arizona and Arizona's super dry, much like here, Flagstaff is getting into it. It's near the Grand Canyon. Or no, wait, is it? Yeah, it is. It is. And that also, that area isn't quite as dry as other parts of Arizona, so I'm like, maybe they would have camping. Grand Rapids also. I'm, I'm going to say Flagstaff. Wrong. Grand Rapids. <laughs> yes, it was Grand Rapids. I put Flagstaff to fool you. I had to Google, what's close to the Grand Canyon? <laughs> Because I thought the line of thinking would be, oh, it's a camping site. Yes. So I made that one purposefully difficult. <laughs> but you said rapids. You said Cedar Rapids. You should have gone with that gut feeling and done Grand Rapids. But they're very different places. I know, I know. <laughs> now the correct answer, what city in the U.S. eats the most more is Grand Rapids, Michigan. I don't know why. Hmm. How much did the world's largest s'more weigh? Okay. Made in the U.S., unsurprisingly. They're a U.S. thing. 120 pounds? 9,000 pounds? Or 270 pounds? 9,000 seems excessive, but possible. I'm going to guess the third one. 270 pounds? Yeah. Ding, ding, ding! Dang. How many pounds of marshmallows... Do people in the U.S. buy each year? 
<laughs> All right. Make an educated guess. Of what? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what would I have to base this on? Marshmallow. What is a marshmallow weigh? How, how much marshmallows do you think we're buying? Don't get frustrated. <laughs> I think these trivias are fun. Um, I feel like this is how the games go every week with me, man. They're so hard. These are so difficult. <laughs> how many pounds of marshmallows do people in the U.S. buy each year? Okay. 9,000 pounds. No, that's way too low. 90,000 pounds. Marshmallows are pretty light. Yeah. 90 million pounds. I'm going to say 90 million. Why? Because 90,000 is still way too low for the number of marshmallows probably purchased given the population of the United States. 90 million's right. Good job. I thought 90 million was so heavy. I guess a lot of Rice Krispie treats, man. I mean, that would be something like... Like, you have to imagine, all right, the population of the U.S. is something, what, like 260 million? See, I said make an educated guess, guess and you did, and you got it right. Yeah. No reason to be cranky. What percentage of those marshmallows are toasted over a fire? Do I have options? Of course. Of those 90 million pounds, is it 50%, 10%, or 100%? <laughs> Ten percent is a little All low. Marshmallows are toasted over a fire. So fifty actually is higher than I would have estimated. But ten but is 10 too is low. Ten is lower. So I'm gonna say fifty. Correct. Okay. What percentage of Americans <laughs> you're gonna hate me so much? <laughs> If you weren't happy with those other questions, you're not going to be happy with this question. <laughs> oh, look, it's Ghost Paul. Blame him. <laughs> he wrote this. This this question brought to you by Ghost Paul. What percentage of Americans have tried to s'more? <laughs> okay. 79, 87, or 100%? Definitely not 100 all s'mores are toasted, all, all marshmallows are toasted over a fire, and all Americans have tried to s'more. I mean, the, this one in the 70s and one in the 80s, that's pretty similar. 79% so. or 87%? I'm going to say 79. 87%. Mm. I'm so sorry for this next question. Oh, God. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. What? This is according to foodbeast.com. Okay. You're gonna be so mad. What percentage of people who have never had a s'more want to try one? (laughs) I'm sorry. What is this question? You 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 asked at the beginning of this. How did you get to fourteen yeah, questions? Yeah. This is how. This is how by scraping the bottle at the bottom of the GD barrel. Um, what percentage, according to foodbeast.com, check my sources, <laughs> of people who have not had a s'more would like to try one? Sixty-three percent, seventy-nine percent. 100%. Not 100 again. Everyone who hasn't had one. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. I, I think this would be one of like the people but who haven't had them. do you see I'm making them. it a little easier on you with funny answers? 
yeah, except the other two then that I can't eliminate are oftentimes kind of close. 50 and 10 weren't, and that helped Yeah, that you. one was good. That one actually was not overly difficult. You're welcome. The, this is like almost chance. Grant, the question is to you. So what are the other two? Some of the ones you gave me last week were chance 50-50, so... What percentage of people? <laughs> yeah, because there is only two options. Now there's two options. What percentage of people who have never had a s'more want to try one? 63% or 79%? 63. Correct! Good job. (laughs) We now, by and large, make marshmallows out of gelatin. You add egg whites and sugar to gelatin. And that makes them largely not vegan or vegetarian. A lot of, some people don't know that. There are many delicious vegan options now for marshmallows, but by and large, they are not vegan or vegetarian because of the gelatin. Um... But that's fairly new, to add gelatin to make marshmallows. For most of history, what were marshmallows originally made out of? French cooks added egg whites and sugar to... No no multiple choice. Oh, there's no multiple choice. This is the one. Okay, uh, bones. Like... That would, that's gelatin, though. That's how gelatin okay. is made. okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, let me give you that hint, that gelatin isn't vegan or vegetarian because it's made of bones. Yeah, yeah. So anything extracted from bones, we would count as gelatin. Okay, so that means that it's something that is not bone-based. Correct. So what, what, are the, what are the things? What's the other stuff? Egg whites. Okay. Sugar. And something else, historically. And... and and now it's basically gelatin and what else? Egg whites and sugar. Okay. I've made marshmallows at home. You also use like corn syrup. Yeah. And it's not something like that. So this is historical. <sighs> I don't even know what could possibly be something like um like so it would have to be the thing that made it solid because the egg whites and the sugar is already what makes it fluffy. So it has to be the thing that kind of solidifies it. Um, I, I don't know what does that. I, like cornstarch? I have no idea. I have no clue. Like if it's not bones, if it's not cornstarch. So you're going to say marshmallow. Dairy? I, I, I Cream? I, like I don't think that would be that. Marshmallow is... Egg white sugar. Uh, uh, rennet? Rennet's an interesting choice. It's not correct. I, I don't know. I'll give you a hint. You want a hint? Yes. They were vegetarian. That doesn't really help me at all. I mean, then it's not rennet or dairy. I don't know what rennet is other than it's using cheese. Um, Vegetable starch? I, I don't know. Final, I don't know. final answer. I, I, I honestly you, don't know. You're giving so. up? Yeah. Marshmallow. Marshmallow. Marshmallow root extract. Mallow root extract. What is that? It's a plant. What is that? Marshmallow. I don't root. even know that existed. It's a perennial herb that's native to Europe, Western Asia, and Northern Africa. Okay. Mallow root. Didn't you didn't know, know that? That's, didn't know that was a thing. It's why I didn't make it multiple choice. 
Because I thought the minute you heard mallow root, you'd no. be like, that's why it's named marshmallow. I actually would have thought that's a fake answer. <gasps> oh, no, marshmallow root. Yeah. It's I've... in teas a lot. No idea. You haven't never heard, of heard of it. It's in a lot of tea. I've never heard of it. Marshmallow root. It's... <laughs> the more you say it does not mean that's I've ever heard of it. That's why it's called marshmallow. You never thought about that? Why is it called marshmallow? I mean, there's lots of random <laughs> names for foods. Like, why is anything named anything? Okay. <laughs> it, I do want to point out that it. I had trouble holding this back because as you were working your way through the Sylvester Graham, you were like, chocolate could be considered healthy, but marshmallows couldn't. But the mallow root, marshmallow root, is considered a folk remedy for many things. Oh, well then. Including um, digestive conditions, helps your throat. That's why it's often used in tea. So it might have been something like all three ingredients could have been considered good. But you chose the right one on that. Sorry. So egg whites and sugar to mallow root extract. Now you know. Okay. What is one section of a Hershey bar called? So you know Hershey bars are broken into the sections that Joe Carroll couldn't break off, right? Yeah. Is it called a pip, a square of chocolate, or a baton? A baton. Nope, it's a pip. Okay. Okay. Fun fact, those little squares of Hershey chocolate have a name, and they're pips. I learned that. That was today. actually interestingly the one I thought was not it at all. Like that was the first one. Like I don't think it's a pip. It's such a weird thing. Okay, which of these is a real failed s'mores flavored product? Okay. Real failed. Real failed <laughs> s'mores. S M O R Z. <laughs> a s'mores flavored graham cereal with mini marshmallows and a chocolate swirl. All right, that seems like it could exist. Goldfish crackers, but s'mores flavored. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but I could also imagine that existed. That'd just be terrible. And finally, s'mores. Just s'mores, but they were prepackaged like Rice Krispies treats. Okay, also, also could made imagine, by Kellogg's. I also could imagine that existed. I'd hope that isn't because that would be stupid and that would also be like. That would be stupid, but goldfish cracker s'mores are. Oh, that would be too. I'm I'm gonna say the s'mores cereal, S M R Z. Yeah, because that that definitely seems plausible, like in the same era as like Cookie Crisp and stuff like that. Cookie Crisp. Oh, all I wanted, all I wanted was Cookie Crisp cereal. My mom would not let it into the house. It made me yeah, sad. Yeah, it seems it seems a very '80s product. Fun fact, Grant. Fun fact. Oh, no. S'mores goldfish crackers. No. No, 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 no. Let me finish. Okay. Are real, but not failed. <laughs> you can buy them. You could go to walmart.com right now and buy some oh, s'mores. Oh, that is so gross. Goldfish crackers. I'm going to show you because I forgot these and I saw the packaging and went, whoa. So I did get this wrong. You got it right. Oh, yes. Does that remember? Does that call no, any No, that flashbacks? does not bring up any memories I'm showing me. Grant the s'mores cereal packaging, and I saw it, and I was like, whoa, I remember that. When, when is that from? When is that from? Like the 90s aughts. Okay, so this actually was later than I thought. Okay. S'mores. Um, the final one is the one I made up completely, but I was going to be a hard ass and say, if you guess goldfish crackers, I'm like, not failed. Ah. Real, but not failed. Good job. Okay, what is a real product 
you can buy to help you make s'mores. One, so much s'more to do. Over 50 variations of the Campfire Classic, a cookbook. Okay, I bet that might be real. Two, progressive international microwave s'more maker with arms that prevent the marshmallows from expanding. Three. I kind of hope that's not real. Three, an indoor rotisserie grill for marshmallows. Oh, who would pay that much money for that? You them and it just spins I mean, all slowly. these things seem totally plausible. You know, like, um, yeah, who's the yeah. Ron, Ron Popeil? Ron Popeil. It's a Ron yeah. Popeil mini indoor And that would seem like very much in terms of, like, the rotisserie chicken sort of thing, too. Yeah, like that's what Ron Popeil that. did. Yeah. Said yeah. it and forget it. Uh, I'm going to say the cookbook. Correct. Yes. So much more to do. I'm going to tell you. They're all real. No, an indoor rotisserie okay. grill for marshmallows is something I very much want. <laughs> um, but the Progressive International Microwave S'more Maker is also real. And I just want to say, it's um, a microwavable s'more maker. It cooks up to two s'mores in 30 seconds. Its arms prevent marshmallows from overexpanding and overcooking. It also makes it look like a mini bongo player <laughs> playing the s'mores. I'm going to show you a picture now. Oh, man, that actually is pretty funny. That's a really good description boop, of that. Boop, boop, yeah. boop, boop, boop. Um, it's easy to fill water reservoir. Oh, you change geez. the water after every second time used. Graham crackers, marshmallows, and chocolate heat evenly. It is no, dishwasher no, safe. No. Look at it holds no. it down. So they don't expand and it waits it. <laughs> so they don't make the top graham cracker fly off. But it's, you can do two at a time. I love it. Okay, last... Question, are you ready? Are you ready? What's the score? I have eight correct and six wrong. Oh, but so that you've, is... you've already won. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this I also am like, I thought now. there were 14, right? So there's 15. 15, okay. Or you're there, if there are If there are 15, then there's or one left. Or you're cheating. There is one left, but yeah. I think you're cheating. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. It's only 14 questions, Grant. You've oh. marked yourself an extra point somewhere. Or I marked myself getting one wrong and I didn't. Well, either way, you've won. Yeah. Even if you marked an extra one yes. right, you have yeah. seven. So we'll All right. count it. This is bonus. Now, Joe Carroll was British, which is why I think he didn't know how to make yeah. s'mores. I know he was faking. But I think that's a better explanation. S'mores are largely American. In proof of my theory, <laughs> the people outside of the U.S. don't know how to make s'mores as well. Black Star Pastry, which ah, is... yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pastry shop in Australia. Excellent pastry shop. We love it. Sydney, Australia. I think it's in... It's expanded? I think so, but I don't know particularly Definitely where. in Sydney, Australia. If you're in Sydney, Australia, go to Black Star Pastry. It's amazing. Largely known for their watermelon cake. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, I miss Black Star Pastry. Get the watermelon cake. It's okay. But definitely get the boozy, what is it, morning roll? The boozy knot or something? The boozy knot. Oh, boozy knot. <laughs> boozy knot. <laughs> So good. Oh, I missed that boozy <laughs> night. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Sorry. Apologies. Okay. Okay. Black Star Pastry. 
I actually got this. Oh, I know why I didn't. I, I've gotten, I, I mark myself for getting one incorrect that I did not. It's fine. Yeah. I trust you. Um, I got this in my email as I was making this quiz. <laughs> Black Star Pastry has released a new dessert, which is their version of a s'more. <laughs> it's s'more week, you guys. This was meant yeah, to be. It's like that seems weirdly non-seasonal for them. Yeah, it's yeah. actually called the summer s'more. <laughs> okay, all right. Which is like, <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I guess it does like, uh, it is camping, but I mean, I, I, anyway. Here's the thing. The flavor of s'mores are not summer, but you yeah. do make yeah. s'mores in the, in the summer. summer. Yeah, that's kind of what anyway. I was thinking. Anyway. Yeah. Again, Americans, Americans know better for s'mores. Uh, for s'mores. <laughs> Just saying that. Oh my god! It's like, oh god! I've been talking about malicious. Yeah, I'm no. saying American soap. Oh no! Ever, everyone. I what just, is this show doing to us? <laughs> our listeners don't know us. They don't know who I am. Yeah. I apologize, listeners. Anyway, okay. The question is: Black Star Pastry, amazing Australian pastry shop, has made a s'more dessert. What does it consist of? Look. I'm not looking. I can't okay. see over your computer. <laughs> you just got really Just because close. I'm trying to get close to the microphone. Okay. One, pepisea, brown butter graham cracker crust, dark cocoa ganache, marshmallow cream meringue, and an orange tea curd. That sounds very real. Sounds delicious. Also sounds very Sydney. Pepisea butter. Two, flaky croissant pastry. Filled with almond cream, vanilla custard cream, and poached pears, topped with raspberries and a toasted marshmallow. That sounds like something very different that they would have. I hope that's not it. Three, almond twill with Napoleon layer, almond twill with Napoleon layered with almond cream, passion fruit curd, marshmallow meringue, and a roasted marshmallow soft serve topping. I mean, that sounds great, too. They all sound great. They all sound like things that they actually have. Yeah. I'm going to say the first one. I know. I mean, these were made up by someone who's eaten at Black Star a lot. Yeah. So the fake ones are equally good, yeah. right? Yeah. You're going to say, Peppy say a brown butter graham cracker crust, dark cocoa ganache, marshmallow cream meringue, and an orange tea curd. Yeah. In part, it just because the other two is like sound delicious, but they have like other than no marshmallow, to nothing. A yeah, nothing related. I just related. want to point out, you're wrong. Which, which is, yeah. I'm you're like, absolutely that's I'm... wrong. I want to point out the reason I did this was it has no connection to a s'more. So when Joe Carroll's like, oh, I don't know how to make a s'more. Um... Yeah, neither does Black Star. The first one I made up because there's a graham cracker crust, there's a chocolate element, and a major marshmallow element. Whereas the correct answer is number two, flaky croissant pastry filled with almond cream, vanilla custard cream, poached pears, raspberries, (laughs) and the only element of a s'more, they topped it with a roasted marshmallow. Yeah. That's why, why even call yeah, it a s'more? why even call it a s'more? Why? <laughs> Again, I, I think that sounds delicious, but oh, marshmallow alone does not a s'more make. Of those three things, it's the one I want to eat the most, yeah. and it does exist. I'm going to show you a picture of them now, because they look so delicious. Yeah, they look great. They look great, but that's not a s'more. No, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. It's not even sandwiched. No. It's a little cup of croissant filled with shit topped with a marshmallow. I would definitely eat it, though. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't hesitate. 
Well, you won. I did. Good job. Bye, everybody. On that. What's behind you? It's Ghost Ball. Ah!